Welcome to the Letters to the Beloved podcast. I'm Jake Spencer, the pastor of Grace Chapel, Knoxville, and we are thrilled that you are joining us today. You are listening to the audio from a video series that myself and other members of our church family record each week as we walk through God's Word together. Our hope is that the living Word of God would come alive in your heart today. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit our website at gracechapelknoxville.net. May you be blessed and encouraged today. And now, beloved, welcome to the conversation. Hey friends, thanks for joining me today. I'm excited to be back with you guys um, filming another one of these Letters to the Beloved videos. Um, these have become very dear to me. Um, you know, all of this, this concept of Letters to the Beloved was sparked in those first early days um, when the pandemic hit and everything just kind of shut down and there was that sense that we were gonna be separated from each other for a while. And it just, it reminded me of the heart that was behind all of the letters that we see in the New Testament that were being written by Paul and others to people that they weren't seeing in person, but they loved and they cared about. And so they wanted to continue with this encouragement, sharing of who Jesus is, who we are as his people. Um, and so, man, I just, I love doing this. I've missed it the last few weeks. Me and my family were able to get away and get refreshed a little bit. Alex did a great job filming one of these while I was gone. Um, I'd encourage y'all to go back and, and watch that if you missed it. Um, but I'm excited to jump back in. And so we've, we've worked our way through the Old Testament. We've completed our reading of the Gospels. And now we're moving into the book of Acts and then into the letters to the church. And so as, as we jump off here in Acts this week, um, I don't have this like huge, big, in-depth teaching. It's just a general concept I want to share with you guys. Um, and it's rooted in Acts chapter 8. So the second half of Acts chapter 8, it gives us this glimpse of Philip. Um, and Philip is, is being led by the Holy Spirit on a little bit of an adventure. And I think it's a great starting point but it's also a great place to go back to, even as a seasoned follower of Jesus. And when I say it's a great starting point, what I mean by that is, if, if walking in relationship with the Holy Spirit is, is new to you, or maybe it's not a new concept, but it's just something you've struggled with, I think how Philip interacts with the Holy Spirit in this story gives us um, some really great markers of how we can develop our own relationship with the Holy Spirit, learning to recognize His voice and follow Him. And so let me give you a quick recap of the story, and then we'll just pull a couple things out of this that can maybe give us some guidance in hearing God's voice. Man, if you're anything like me, there's seasons of my life where He feels quiet and distant. There's seasons of my life where I do feel like I'm, I'm hearing Him and recognizing Him in my life. But one thing I'm very aware of is that I've always got room to grow as it relates to my relationship with Jesus, and specifically the Holy Spirit's role in helping me recognize God's voice and follow Him. So here we go. 
Acts chapter 8, you can kind of find this in verses 26 all the way down through verse 40 is kind of the fullness of this story. Really simply, um, Philip is, is kind of minding his own business and the Holy Spirit taps him on the shoulder and says, hey, head that way. I want you to go to that area. And so he goes and, and he's walking along and then the Holy Spirit says, hey, pay attention to that guy over there in that chariot. And so Philip does and he runs up to the chariot. He finds this Ethiopian eunuch in the chariot. Um, this is a guy who's very important um, in Ethiopia. In fact, he helps, uh, he's like the treasury department. He's like the head of the treasury department. He's in charge of the finances. Um, and so this guy is reading um, from the Old Testament, Isaiah 53, which is a description kind of in advance of the crucifixion of Jesus. It, it's crazy the detail that the prophet Isaiah gives us um, hundreds of years in advance of Jesus coming. So he's reading it, Peter, or Philip hears him, draws near, and says, hey, do you understand what you're reading? And the guy invites him up into the chariot, and so they walk through that passage together. And Philip uses it as an opportunity to share Jesus with this man. And so upon hearing who Jesus is, this man says, man, I want to repent and be baptized. And so right there in that moment, Philip says, let's do it. There's water right there nearby. They stop the chariot. Um, he baptizes him. And as he baptizes him, Philip is taken away by the Spirit, it says, and he finds himself in another town. And immediately, Philip goes about sharing the gospel of Jesus. Now listen, it's an incredible story. There's mysterious elements to the story. You might be thinking, Jake, that sounds great, but already I feel so out of touch with that. I mean, the Holy Spirit picking me up and transporting me to a new place. But listen, let's not be intimidated by the parts that we don't fully understand. Let's, let's be sensitive to what God is doing in this story and how Philip cooperates with him, all right? So a couple things I want you to pay attention to. First of all, every time in this story, when the Holy Spirit speaks, Philip responds. Friends, I want to encourage you if, you, if you are looking to grow an understanding of recognizing the Holy Spirit's presence in your life, I would encourage you, when you hear Him, respond. Listen, this could be in very small, simple ways, like a little reminder to do something. Maybe somebody pops in your mind that you feel like, man, I should call or check in on them. Um, you know, there could be a little a verse from the scripture that just comes to your mind during the day. Man, dwell on it a little bit. God, is there something you want me to, to do with that today? Are you trying to say something to me today in the midst of what I'm facing? Just pay attention to these little nudges. And so in this story, I, I want to just read you a couple of examples, okay? Um, in just verse 26, kind of where it kicks off. Now the angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go towards the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. He doesn't give him like a specific destination necessarily. He doesn't give him a specific job to do. It's not like, hey, Philip, let me lay out your entire day for you. Or let me give you vision for this huge project we're about to undertake. He just says, go on that road and head that direction. And I love this. Um, Philip's immediate, re immediate response is in verse 27, and he rose and went. Um, then a little bit further along, we see um, as he's going now, it describes this Ethiopian eunuch that I was talking about. And in verse 29, 
the Spirit said to Philip, Go over and join this chariot. And verse 30 simply says, So Philip ran to him. I love this. Over and over again in this story, there's these little nudgings from the Holy Spirit. And when, when Philip hears them, he responds. Yes, I'll head down that road. Oh, look, pay attention to that person over there. Okay, I'll draw near to that person. And so there's just this sense that Philip is, is listening. He's paying attention. He's almost like expecting that God wants to say something to him. And so friends, I wanna encourage you. Each day, purpose in your heart to determine, you know what? God is real and he's alive and he loves me and he's with me today. And I'm expecting that he might have something to say. I'm prepared in advance to just kind of tune in and listen to what he might say. And then when we get those little nudges, respond. Friends, I think one of the main reasons we miss out in our relationship with the Holy Spirit is we haven't not only cultivated the ability to listen for Him, but we've neglected small little ways that He'll talk to us. Uh, we, we blow Him off as maybe just our own thoughts, uh, as a coincidence. And in fact, God Himself is lovingly, gently speaking to us, and we have an opportunity to acknowledge that by responding to Him, all right? So Philip responds. The next thing I wanna encourage you to see is, every time the Holy Spirit speaks, He only gives the next step. He only gives the next step. Friends, we've gotta be willing to kind of give up our need to understand everything and control everything. Um, going on adventures with the Holy Spirit is about letting Him be in control and giving up my need to have it all figured out. I can just take the next step. And what this does is it develops trust in our relationship. I'm saying to God, you see things I don't see, you understand things I don't understand. It's, I feel safer when I have all the plans figured out. I feel safer when I'm in control. But God, I'm gonna trust you. And so I respond one step at a time, even though often I will not feel like I know what the end result is gonna be, all right? Now, one last thing I wanna point out, okay? So the Holy Spirit speaks, Philip responds. The Holy Spirit seems to only give one step at a time, and so Philip trusts, okay? The third thing that I think is essential um, is, right, is right where we just left off. Kind of the next time the Holy Spirit nudges him and he runs, um, pay attention to this, verse 30 again. So Philip ran to him, this is the, the Ethiopian eunuch, he ran to him and he heard him reading and he asked, do you understand what you are reading? Okay, guys, this is so important. I'm gonna call this loving curiosity. Friends, if we're gonna develop in our relationship with the Holy Spirit, we've gotta have this sense of loving curiosity, okay? And here's what I mean by that. God loves you and He loves me. And He loves the people around us. Even the biggest knuckleheads among us, He loves us. And so God is interested in sharing his love with everyone. He's at work in everyone's lives all the time. And so if we're gonna participate with the Holy Spirit, if we have this sense of loving curiosity, uh, I'm curious what the God who loves me is up to today. And when he maybe points me in a direction towards a person, maybe it's my spouse, one of my kids, maybe it's someone I don't know at all, but he points me in the direction of a person, I draw near with loving curiosity, 
And the way that we live out loving curiosity, it's, it's really simple, but it's really hard for many of us. It's to learn to listen. Learn to listen. Throughout this entire story, Philip is listening. He's listening to the Holy Spirit. He draws near to the Ethiopian eunuch and he listens. He doesn't just barge in saying, God sent me to you with a message. He doesn't say that. He draws near and he listens to what's going on in that man's life. What are you up to? What are you doing right now? And because he's listening, he notices that there is a curiosity about the things of God. And then, even then, he doesn't just barge in with a message to share. He says, hey, do you understand what you're reading? He asks a question. And so he engages this man in real relationship. There's this loving curiosity. I want to know you. I want to know what's going on with you. He doesn't have to have all the answers. Friends, I think many of us are missing out on the adventures God would call us to because we think we have to have all the answers figured out ahead of time. We don't. God's inviting us to listen to Him, to trust Him, and then to lean in with other people. And so Philip, he listens to this guy, he asks questions, he gets to know what's going on before he ever speaks a word of gospel. Now that doesn't mean that God doesn't want us to share the good news of Jesus. The story ends up there. But I'm talking to this, this morning in this video about learning to hear God's voice and respond. And that requires being a good listener. Let's listen in order to understand what God's saying. Let's listen in order to get to know someone else better, hear where they're at, where they're coming from. If you're anything like me, I'm guilty when I'm listening to people, I'm just thinking about what I'm gonna say next. And it's like I'm halfway listening because I'm also reasoning and I'm thinking about what my response is gonna be. But if we come to the Holy Spirit and we approach other people with this loving curiosity, we can become better listeners because we're invested in them. Friends, there's just a few tips that I hope might encourage you as you develop your relationship with the Holy Spirit. My prayer is as we read through the book of Acts, we're gonna see who we are as God's people because the church is being developed and is growing. We're gonna see who we are in the midst of a world in need because a lot of the book of Acts is about Jesus, his message and his kingdom advancing people who don't know him coming into relationship with him and being redeemed. But all of this, this entire context of the church and the world and what God's doing in it, what presides over all of that is the presence of the Holy Spirit, the gift that you have been given and I have been given of God's presence in our lives and his invitation for us to cooperate with him. Friends, let's learn to listen for his voice, to respond to him, to trust him when we don't fully know what's going on, and to learn to be good listeners, both to the Spirit of God and to the people around us. I love you, my friends. I pray you'll be encouraged today. I look forward to seeing you again soon. Have a great weekend.